Hello, and welcome to Got Punctum. I am Jay Sibylla Smith. I collaborate with artists and photographers and related institutions as a curator, educator, and consultant. My mission is to illuminate, elevate, and amplify the work of contemporary photographers. I created this podcast to contribute to the global visual culture conversation. Thank you for joining us. Please connect with me on the other social media platforms I use, including Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Sibilla. Also, you can visit my website, jsibillasmith.com, for an outline of the specific services I offer and an archive of our over 70 podcast episodes, many with accompanying visual PDFs. I use all these platforms to share valuable resources and photo happenings. I am so excited to share my wonderful conversation with Peggy Nolan. Besides being a badass grandmother, she is a powerhouse of creativity. She wields a camera to document her innate ferociousness with love and humor. Having mastered the art of observation in both visual and written form, her storytelling is unforgettable, seeped with her straightforward authenticity. Wait till you hear about the mice. We are so glad you are here. Let's begin. So welcome, Peggy. I am really, really excited that we're both sitting kind of on either side of the United States, but able to be here together. And very briefly, we met in Paris when you were signing books at a very, very busy booth. So I'm sure you don't even remember our quick intro, but I'm so, so glad uh, Dina snagged me and said, you've got to meet her. And we did. It was very fleeting and you were, you were running around around. And then the more I got to know you through sitting with your book, it just all made such a picture because you're a spitfire and you were just, you were juggling right there when I met you at the booth. So I'm going to jump in, give you my intro, which really tries to give our readers a bit of a frame or listeners rather a bit of a frame. And it really has to do with how I see how you see. And you gave me plenty to wrestle with. So this is what I came up with. I came to an unusual analogy when I tried to convey the strength of the force I felt while being with and in your book, Juggling is Easy. I now know what a hooked fish feels like on a fly line. I was unsuspecting, however, Lord. The first communications are visual. Your cover is full, a cacophony of visceral energy. There's action, yet also connection, a suspended cinematic moment. Next is a two-page full bleed spread with a portrait of a blonde teenager with such a defiant glare, it looks or feels like a loaded gun pointed straight at you. 
Next, our two entwined kids in a mass of blankets, books, food, on a couch, embracing, but it's totally unclear. Is this a familial wrestle or some steamy petting? Four images in, and you have made my heart both race and stop. The invisible and mighty monofilament attached to the hook in my mouth is held in the hands of an accomplished angler, and it is she who commands my way. I surrender for the ride with bated breath, anxious, excited, and full of suspense. Then she does it again with words, four sentences in a single straight line, sum up what could fill a novel of a singular life. The twists, turns, hopes, and terror are shot like a BB gun in a staccato, mind-blowing fashion. I learn in few words how Peggy herself knows how it is to be a fish on a line and how it is to be cut loose and to be free. Peggy, the visual storyteller, will hold your hand to the human paradox of this fire. It is always those elements, ferociousness, love, humor. Be with them, observe, witness. The book is filled, skateboards, mosh pits, tits, and some ass, being tethered to coiled phone cords, entwined bodies in fun and fight, peeing in the yard and flipping each other off. There is danger, tension, yet a no-doubt blood is thicker than water sentiment, radiating from each stop-motion picture. The short story that you get to and fill out at the end in the essay gives a little bit more context. And I'm going to just quote from Dina Matrani's gallery page because I think it just is again staccato, but tells it in the way that you communicate both visually and with words. It says, got married, raised seven kids, lived in the projects, stayed home cooked and cleaned, dreamed of making art, started photographing, shoplifted film, learned to print, shot a lot of pictures, stole more film, moved out of the projects, went back to college, shot more film, studied hard, got a job, shot more pictures, got divorced, got pierced up, worked harder, graduated from college, stole more film, got some grants, got some attention, not really enough, shot more film, made more and more pictures, got a better job, went back to college, graduated from graduate school, kids grew, moved out of the house, shot more film, got more grants, got more attention. And then you say, still not enough, calm down, stop stealing film, slowed down, slowed down some, started thinking more, shot better pictures, Calm down, slowed down, still thinking, still making pictures. So that's the context. And our conversation, now that I've taken up so much time at the beginning, is really to open up that process. Because thinking about how you see and both being with your photographs and your choice of words, um, you're an enigma. You are way more than a badass grandmother which I know was part of your, was one of your first books. But so I'm, I'm really curious 
I, I think the biggest question that came to me, because I thought about it and I can't answer it, is what is a camera to you? Uh, I guess it's a machine that transforms what I see into something else. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all cameras. That's what they do. Even the even even unfortunately the phone. Mm-hmm. All of it. I mean, the way the phone does it, it, it sort of gussies it up, and I don't like it. But uh, you know, it it's something else. Like so, Diane Arbus, I think she said it's either you know much worse or much better, something like that. You know, I, I, I'm I'm misquoting her, but she mm-hmm. says it. So, and I think most most photographers that use film are kind of addicted to that, not knowing how it's actually going to look. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, when you said that how it's going to look, um, you say that it transforms what you see. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so what I was trying to get at is, you made a relationship with the camera in a way that that's the dynamic. Something's going on there even more or somehow in concert with you and the very subject that's in front of you, which in your case was your kids when you had seven of them and they went from, you know, toddler to about to leave the house. So what did the camera do or what do I, I just see a dynamic or a relationship like you grabbed it and it, it cut something loose in you? Uh, well, you know, my sort of, uh, driving force was that I, um, grew up with, without enough photographs of my brother and I, and not enough photographs of our life. And we, we didn't know what we looked like growing up. We didn't know enough. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I felt like that was something that is, I wanted to give, I wanted to give my kids the look and feel of what it was like to be them. Mm hmm Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew better than to fake it like a school picture. Mm-hmm. Like instinctually, I knew better than that. And I also usually took the long view. So, you know, you have to step back and look at every single thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's sort of the way photographs work. There's this energy between a toe over here and a window over there and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it sort of comes naturally, I think, to people that are visually literate, which I consider myself visually literate. Well, uh, I do believe you are extremely visual literate. I'm not sure that I would concur that it comes naturally. I mean, I think it does to you, and I can feel that. That's that cinematic freeze frame um, where you're getting all these layers, right, of both emotion and action, um, but you are very, very aware of the frame, right, and of the energy More moving. Than anything, I mean, okay, so you know, I think that um, I don't dissect the, I don't dissect any of these things very much. Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, go by the seat of my pants and. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much memory of the past. I can't remember dates and names. I I don't look back much. And I also truly believe that everybody 
everybody can photograph. I mean, I've taught third graders. I've taught a lot of different age groups. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all you got to do is realize what you, what you're passionate about or care about. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean car accidents on the side of the road, which people always stop to photograph. Mm -hmm. Unless you're like really into that kind of macabre. Mm -hmm. that's making a picture somebody else expects you to make or some picture you've already seen. Mm -hmm. But little, like small children, they get it. Because they don't have the big picture. They don't have that pressure. Mm -hmm. And so they don't even think of the camera as a machine. It's just looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I consider myself a sophisticated looker. Yes, yes, yes. So what's yeah, really listen, I, I, I'm I'm getting old and I'm not quick anymore and my family's you know, I'm not surrounded by that kind of thing that makes you jump up and, you know, put a flash on your camera and react. Mm -hmm. Um and so, you know, the what you read in my mm -hmm. artist statement about slow down, slow down, slow down, you know, that's sort of part of who I am now. Mm -hmm. Um like the first book I made, the Badass Grandma book, is about my grown children and their children. Mm -hmm. And it's in color. Mm -hmm. And color is way different than black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot more factors are important to make a picture because there's colors in it. Mm -hmm. So that book is quite different. I mean, there's a picture of a wet driveway and a green chair. <laughs> and, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's. There's all kinds of things. Two births are in it. There's plenty of people, but, you know, it doesn't play the hijinks that the black and white book plays. Mm, I love that, the hijinks. Yeah. So, black, I mean, the black and white book is way more, it's getting way more attention, um, you know, and I kind of understand a lot of it, um, you know, it's slightly undeserved. It's, 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 it's a timely situation right now that attracts people that live through that. Mm -hmm. and people our age that were raising kids through that mm -hmm. um so you know and plus i we lived in unusual visually slightly unusual mm -hmm. i mean i didn't think so but you know <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well Okay, a couple of things. I'm going to back up just to underscore. When you talk about your sophisticated looker, I completely get that. And it feels as if your walk into photography was, though you were like 40-ish, uh, was like a small kid and you were using it to look. And then, of course, the connection was you know, the impetus was to give photographs to your kids that you didn't have. And then the, the passion was these people and the, and the, the verve, the life that was in front of you. So that was the engagement, right? That, that there was like that kind of circularity initially. Yeah. I mean, I've always been uh, very enthusiastic. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess that's the way to put it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for years, um, you know, raising the kids, and and I think that I spent most of the time in the kitchen, mm -hmm. um, inventing you know things to cook, and uh, I did a little writing, but I you know I was pretty much subjugated to being a housewife. So I think that the that desire to 
that drive that I mm-hmm. had my whole life mm-hmm. came out in food and then it came out in this and then it came out in that. But photography was lurking in the wings. Yeah. Yeah. It is that like creative force. Like that's what I think I really got is the, the camera unleashed yours in an, in, in a new way. And I think you're un. uh, it's kind of like, you know, some people go and they study and develop and it's like you came into it and, and did it in the reverse order, right? Like you, yeah. I didn't go back to any kind of serious uh, school situation until I had a couple of years in Mm -hmm. and a Mm -hmm. lot of photographs badly developed, but I had tons and tons of work already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. You'd been cranking and doing it. And then you came back to look at it and think, and that's why, I mean, you may uh, feel, I mean, there is, I agree with you, the innate sense of taking a picture can be there when you aren't trying to prove something or, or, or kind of like have other voices in your head. Like when you have that singular circularity, which can happen as a kid, right. With a camera without, they don't, they're not getting confused by that bigger picture, but you weren't either. So you had that kind of untethered time and then went back in, which well, I think let me is, tell you a story. Sure. So before I went back to school, even, mm-hmm. very, you know, right in the very beginning, you know, I mean, one thing that school teaches you is how the proper way to develop film, you know, the technical uh, aspects, which you can learn in about 20 minutes, by the way. <laughs> it's, uh, really, anybody yeah. that pats themselves on the back for technical expertise mm-hmm. is, you know, is fooling us. Mm-hmm. We have YouTube now anyway. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, I was pretty much I had all kinds of part-time jobs you know i was like stru- financially i was trying to do stuff and uh i an, an older woman somehow reached out to me and said i want pictures of my dog mm-hmm. so i went over to her house this is all black and white film and uh had no expectations i didn't ask her any questions at all and she's sitting there in this kind of ornate living room and she's got a wig on and she's embracing this very old, beautiful dog. And the wig was just slightly off kilter. And the the body language of her and the dog was amazing. And, you know, I tried my best not to make any humiliating pictures or anything. But, you know, it was such an adventure to see that. Mm. So that's the thing about sort of photography. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I shot a lot of weddings and the only reason I mostly did it because there's very little, there wasn't any money in it the way I did it was to get into somebody's personal business for one day. (laughs) And the thing is, I really like photographing my own family. So I understand that dynamic and weddings made it even more interesting. Mm. Uh, Plus I always knew when the bride was going to get naked. Oh, the timing was like fantastic. (laughs) You were fine tuned. Yeah. Anyway, so well, you know, I mean, part of it is uh, is is like you, when you have a camera with you, you you know, I busted into a couple of Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. you know, because my kids went to it. I mean, you it sort of gives you license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's um not anymore though. Well, yeah, harder, right? 
No, um, I just think that there's, I, I think that uh, photography is going through some kind of identity crisis and the phone and the digital and all that has changed everything. Mm. Okay, hang on to that. Um, okay, because you're making me think so many things at the same time. Um, but this idea, what you what you walked into when you saw that woman with the 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 wig askew, it's like that's the dance that I see between you and what you've photographed, and it's like there's a and there is a dance. It's between you and what you're seeing and how you're capturing it. And that's why I asked at first, like, what is a camera to you? And you you had mentioned in somewhere where I had read um, that no one would know, nobody knows what it's like to be inside my head. And I think I got the feeling that the camera allowed you a vehicle to let people know what was inside your head. A bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. that truly good art is is got to be from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you fake it, you know, uh, some of us can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, it's funny because um, that's kind of my whole premise, the reason I have my podcast name Got Punctum is I would put what we're talking about as punctum, as that energy, that verve, that circular um, experience. Because, you know, Roland Bart gave us the term and it's talking about this emotional impact coming from the photograph to the viewer. But it's my premise that if the maker has it within their process with what they're photographing that's the circular that's when it works so it's like you gotta have it <laughs> I, mean, I don't know man um there's this uh book called evidence mm-hmm. it's done by larry sultan and mike mandel mm-hmm. and they didn't take any both of them are photographers larry sultan has passed away i'm sure you might have heard of mm-hmm. him. Yep. A broadway play a terrible broadway play about him now mm-hmm. but, um, uh evidence is pictures made by all different organizations uh bureaucratic organizations mm-hmm. uh libraries police um city councils you know things like that mm-hmm. and larry and mike went you know and combed through millions of photographs done by anonymous done by who knows mm-hmm. and created this book called evidence and all of the pictures and the evidence are incredibly amazing. And they were not done for art mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But two artists edited down this work. Evidence doesn't have any words in it. It's just pictures. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, it doesn't have to be through the maker's eyes necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, th- I really think that photography is a huge democratic process. And, you know, ultimately, when everybody forgets the names of who shot what, mm-hmm. the good stuff rises to the top and becomes this kind of sea of imagery that describes the human experience. 
And by the way, Anonymous is probably the best photographer ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure of it. I am absolutely sure of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I can hear that. Well, because I guess what I'm thinking too, um, because you're talking about the unfiltered there, right? You're talking about, I mean, Larry and Mike were able to look at imagery and respond to what was powerful in that com- in in that capturing and what what when you're talking about uh what rises to the top that that describes the human experience we can be really manipulated about what rises to the top oh absolutely i mean right? everybody that photographs knows that photographs lie mhm mhm you have to understand that before you look at them mhm Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a sort of a different, like the history of photography kind of shown by John Sharkowski from MoMA or, you mm-hmm. know, the serious heavyweights. It isn't about history per se. Mm-hmm. It's the history of, of art made through cameras. Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, everybody makes portraits of their family, but hardly anybody ever makes a Diane Arbus portrait. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something very unusual about that small body of work that that woman made. Just can't imitate. A lot of people have tried. And well, I mean, I know she was an influence to you, but do you feel like you're hitting that mark? No, no, I'm not Diane Arbison anyway. She just, mm-hmm. meant, you know, the, when I think of influence, uh, influences are things that make me want to photograph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I, I read a lot, I'm addicted to fiction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll read something and it makes me get up and wander around the house and look at stuff. Maybe because the the words have evoked so much imagery that it makes me interested in my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Music mm-hmm. makes me photograph sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not exactly, it's hard to know. <laughs> well, um, I think what you're pulling out is that it's going back to that what's inside your head. And yeah. that's that connection that I think is is essential um and that's what rings true and that's why anonymous is and is the best photographer in the sense that that idea that what we hold up even a diane arbus or um uh you know who becomes known as a photographer across like fields where people don't know uh necessarily even about art like the big names that get like you know it that's the part where the manipulation comes in in a bigger field of photography in terms of this is what it is um or what what rings true when it's like it's it's really a dynamic and a living art that can't be summed up by here are the here are the ones that are doing it right right i mean okay so for instance um, I think the Germans figured out, uh, you know, the Germans, Struth and Ruth, and mm-hmm. the way to get, you know, pictures on the wall to compete with paintings mm-hmm. to make them humongous. <laughs> and so people like Jeff Wall and, you know, 
very large photographs have a completely different uh, place in the history of art. Mm -hmm. They don't even look good in books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's the kind of photography that I'm addicted to, which, you know, doesn't single out any particular picture uh, ever. Ah. It's, it's the relationship, you know, of time moving. Wow. Okay. Okay. There you go again. That's describing. It's a relationship of time moving. That's why, you know, I'm not trying to infer you um, being influenced by Diane Arbus and then trying to be like that at all. But what, what I hear and what you're pulling out is you're addicted um to n to never pulling out a single image it is about the relationship of time and it's like that's what's really exciting and i think what i get from your book and why it made me feel like i got hooked like a fish and dragged right through it it was like not knowing what was coming at me or why um but now this is making so much more sense because for me there were singular images that just will resonate with me for a very long time like i can conjure them up and i haven't even held the real book i i'm working off a pdf right and That's and because the, the editors did that for you not me <laughs> no no i'm sorry i'm not kidding at all well well I mean, what? The, the, you know the edit is so terrific and the double pages and the way yes. i mean you know uh, you have to give credit Absolutely. to this kind of collaboration. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was literally one of the places to go was to talk about the edit. But to me, you're, here's the thing, there's two parts to it. One is you're taking images with that idea in mind. You are not trying to capsulate in an image. You're trying to, you're trying to get the energy, right? But your story is in the compilation of them well one hopes that it never ends that's all yeah well yeah, and then keep, i mean you keep hoping that you know like the the brown sisters by nicholas nixon mm -hmm. nicholas nixon you know if you yep. know you know about I, the brown sisters i right? do every year he lined these people up mm -hmm. there's about 33 of them now and i used to poo poo this mm -hmm. when i was learning about the history of photography like whatever what's the challenge in this Mm -hmm. But it's a pretty savvy way of thinking when you look mm -hmm. at all of them together. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and that I, yeah. You know, the viewer starts putting all these stories in there. Mm -hmm. oh, that's when she went through menopause. Oh, I wonder if she remarried. Oh, does she have a boyfriend? I mean, all this crap that we garner from them. It doesn't have to be true. No. Just, you know, what those, what that stuff does. Yeah. So, um, there's many ways that time passes in pictures that's pretty interesting. Absolutely. And also this idea, you know, your images to me were like that. So many were short stories or could be, right? And and I loved that. Like, that's what I'm talking about when you're looking at that second picture. You really aren't sure, like, what's going on there. And that kind of tension is what's really fun and, and pulls you through. I mean, it's tense um, and intense. Um, but the fact that I feel like 
that's where you get the energy. Like you became, I almost feel like the camera for you is like um, digestion. It's like, it's like the, the process of like you use it and the pictures just come and come back to, and it's not even like you're going back and looking at them, but they're helping you process all that's like that busy head of yours, right? And that observing head of yours. Well, this work, I mean, I uh, shoot film, develop it really quickly usually and then print and I, until i print pictures i can't understand them mm-hmm. um, and then you know i sort of put them in stacks and you know pick out the good ones and then you know put them away and mm-hmm. um this black and white work i never really edited it down when i was doing it not for you know this is it's a very recent edit mm-hmm. i mean like about three years ago, I, I got a leave, a, a development leave from my job. And I, for three months, I just sat with bags and bags and bags of these black and white pictures that are all over my, I've stored them in the house. Mm-hmm. Thousands of photographs. Um, it was easier for me to edit the color book because I didn't overprint. It's much harder to print color. So I didn't have the volume. I still have lots and lots of color, but you know, the volume of black and white was insane. Mm. Uh, so I edited it down to about 200 pictures and that's where the book comes from. I had a solo show at the museum at my university with about a hundred, I think a hundred over a hundred pictures. So, you know, that I knew I, I'm not sure of a lot of things. I don't have a huge amount of confidence about this and that, but I knew that this work was important. Yeah, yeah. I well and I I got that from the research and I saw where you had the exhibition at the University of Florida. Um now Florida Florida International. International University. Um thank you. Um how so tell me when you were editing because I know that you talk about and I'd like to come back to when you're making the book and how the editor from mm-hmm. um making the book then again cut your edit in half what happened for you to get through the thousands what was happening how did you single out any of those images that we now see in the book i just i know the good ones i don't i don't know how to tell you that Mm. i don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. i've been editing photographs my whole career because i taught the whole time Mm -hmm. teaching Mm -hmm. photography is all about editing all about editing people put pictures up on a critique board and everyone looks at them and they decide which ones work and which ones don't work Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that exercise over and over and over is uh you know it's it primes the muscles yeah absolutely i have my own theory about the way photographs should look and it's not like other people's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is it um well, I mean, I, I I can't describe it to you, but you know, you see I it. teaching, I would mm-hmm. often. Uh, I mean, I think there has to be a balance between form and content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. If it's form heavy, you, it's easily forgotten. Mm-hmm. If it's content heavy, it belongs in some sort of journalism. Mm-hmm. It has to have this kind of magical balance that is, you know, awesome. Yeah, well, you nailed it. Um, Not always. <laughs> there's, yeah. this picture, there's a picture of my son in the book, and he's laying on top of a 
huge thing of clean laundry on a couch. Yep. 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 I left out the every time I look at that picture because the his feet are cut off and it drives me crazy. In going back. That's so funny. I know the image really well. I mean, what's amazing is the things that you got to capture. Like, I think I'm in awe of that. Um, and there are ones like comically, I mean, the first image um, where I think it's probably your daughter who also has a wig on with orange slices at her feet in front of the TV. Oh, like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that image, just I can conjure that image in my head in a second. Um, and then the one also probably your daughter might not be, but the one in the car with the rose in her lap. That's the same girl. Oh my God. Like those are, so those are moments when, okay, easier to get her in the living room when she was younger than it was to get her in the car. But it's like how you rose framed those moments is astounding. No, it was more luck and I've shot a lot. Wow. Well, but you knew what to look for because they came out of those piles of photographs that you went through. I mean, mean, you know, I tell I used to tell my students, you know what your mother looks like when you're lying to her. Take that picture. That's awesome. So, you know, it's like, uh, there's a presence in, in pictures and it's usually, you know, has some intelligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that you have to be smart to be a good photographer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really do. How much can you observe? How vast is your observation? Mm-hmm. You, know, where, where, you know, how do you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm friendly with uh, quite a few painters, mm-hmm. and uh, most of them are—they're not that interested in in photography. Because they feel like they need to make something, you know, and, and put their own hand in it, which is true. I mean, a painter, it, it's, it's, it's very, very much about the colors and the paint and the paintbrush and the mark making. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a kind of a world in there that's, you know, an amazing fictional world. Mm-hmm. Um, with photography, if you're a straight photographer, you know, the world is, talking to you the whole time and you're praying you're keeping your fingers crossed <laughs> that you're going to get it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like getting that moving thing yeah i mean i just photographed something in my neighbor's um, driveway and it's the color film is getting impossible i have to find a place to develop it i don't like the lab that's that i'm using now then you get the film back it's extraordinarily expensive Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you have to figure out. Well, should I scan? You know, like it's 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 difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I shot something. The light was pretty exciting to me, and I'm anxious to see the negative. And that's the game that's got you hooked. The game. <laughs> so so well, I I guess I want to say I'm really glad that you pulled out of those bags uh, those images that you felt had that balance and then how much like what happened for you in that second stage when you when you got picked up to work with the book editor remind me his name it's um thank you um Um, 
Well, the thing is, you know, you you make an original edit, and in in your heart of hearts, you know that you're attracted to some pictures because of what they're about, and and you know, there's a sentimental sentiment. There's things in there that you're attached to mm-hmm. that you have to let go of to be more critical. Mm-hmm. 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 So you know, I mean, I just did this because I'm having a show. There, the Orlando Museum is does this thing called the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm having a show there and, and Dina and I spent two days, full days with a million frame. I have a lot of framed pictures. I'm not, there's hardly anything that's, you know, going to be newly framed. Mm-hmm. And we just edited and edited and edited. And these are pictures I already showed. So I picked them for different shows and I still edited out mm-hmm. to make this kind of tight, situation so you know it's always about that and then so how did it feel for you like did you and paul have to negotiate any images no, no. so it's I, like you know i am very easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know once once i've done the work and you know hand it I, yep. I trust the people that are better at just you know and also i think it's great to have somebody edit your work that was not there, did not experience any of it, any of it, and understands books. This guy, Paul, understands books more than I do. We mm-hmm. both love photography books so much and, you know, can just talk endlessly about the rhythm of them and how they're created. And, um, and we all, we both have very wide tastes and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I was in great hands. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you obviously were, and I would agree. Like, I have a lot of an, a very, very eclectic genre, and I'm I'm kind of excited at every book, right? Or, or I mean, not every book excites me, but the idea that I am consistently excited. I just came from um, SPE in Denver, and there was just a handful of of abilities to be looking at new work in book form at that particular conference. And I'm, I'm blown away and delighted. And frankly, I would have had a few more, um, some sold out. Um, but it's, it's just, there's an addiction to the medium for me. Um, and for my purposes, it's because of how it can conceptually layer content and how it just is like it is like music for me in terms of the idea of it just building um i'm struck by some of the juxtapositions so the sequencing in your book blew my mind like when i said that you know you had the ability to race my heart and stop it it's true like within the first 5 pages so like what what was that about? Like, did Paul say, okay, here's my picks. Here's my 70, 80. Um, did you sit down together to talk about any of the rhythm or how did that get? We did it all by email. Mm-hmm. That me PDFs. Mm-hmm. My oldest son, Abner, is very involved in all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he taught Paul in, in, in undergraduate school at California College of Art. So we've all been friends a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I started um, uh, subscribing to Paul's subscription books years ago. Mm-hmm. I forced my students to buy TBW books, you know, never dreaming that I would actually end up having one of my own. But, you know, so we already had some sort of relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Abner saw each edit because uh, he lives in San Francisco and Paul lives in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And he and I would have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And there were a few things that I insisted on being in the book. And, you know, we, we never really argued. I mean, they were easy mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. But mostly, uh, I'm surprised at some of the things that he put in. Like there's mm-hmm. a picture of a bunch of kids on the uh, in the dark, and mm-hmm. a kid is moon. He's bent over. He's bent yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His ass. Yep. I mean, I've had that picture of, for a million years. I've never shown it in a gallery. Mm-hmm. But I printed it, you know, because I knew it was an important picture, sort of. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really laughed my butt off when Paul book. <laughs> <laughs> And I told the kid when he when I photographed him, I said, "You know what, dude? So many people are going to see your testimony." <laughs> he has no idea how many of us have no, laid our eyes I on that. That kid is still around because <laughs> I don't even remember who he is. That is so good. That is so good. So, what were some of the ones that you knew needed to be in there? What was what was important for you? Uh. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to single out stuff. Okay. Well, mind. no, I don't mind at all. What it, what I find interesting is that you know you you were just a part of the collaborative process and you let it rip and you trusted both the people that were the main um, decision makers along with you. And then I mean, this, you know, this book is about my life. Yeah. So you know, I had to think about some things that you know i wanted to be in there or i didn't want it to be in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know even though we're talking about good pictures and art here mm-hmm. yeah probably they're attached more than 50 percent of the people that like this book don't really care about art <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not judging that way at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean to be frank no absolutely but the other thing is i think well now you're making me think of a couple of other things at the same time again, because you were, I think people come to this book from so many different places. You mentioned that you thought some of its attention came because it reflected a way that the viewer could relate to because they lived through that period of time. I know this for a fact, because when I had the show at the Frost, people, the, the kind of audience that, you know, responded to me and talked to me about the pictures was that mm-hmm, my God, mm-hmm. I was there. I lived through that or my mother wouldn't let me go to it or mm-hmm. how could, you know, I mean, there was those. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like when I saw the, um, the phone cord, you know, those of yeah. us have to be a certain age to know what the hell that is. And, and, and certainly you captured that, but I think I enter into the work from a couple of different places, not necessarily that place, um, more of the, what I would call the artful nature of the way you take the photograph, your cinematic capturing, and this idea that you're like a studied filmmaker in that it's layered. And I guess it goes back to your idea of form and content. Like mm. you know how to play form and content. And that and the and the the kind of difficult thing to put into words or describe is exactly what you're able to hold in almost all of those images. It's just palpable. I'm glad you thank you. Totally, totally 
totally feel that. Like yours is one of those books that's going to come off of my shelf, like, like, yeah, off, yeah, <laughs> often indifferent and kind of like you know, I need, I need Peggy, I need a hook in my cheek right now. Like it's just <laughs> so, so such a ride. But the other thing you made me think of was. Um, what went next to the other? Like when you were in your edits, there's one thing to say like, okay, these are the images we're going to work with. The other is to get the rhythm of the book. Okay. Well, I never wanted it to be chronological Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that would have been, first of all, I'm not interested in that. And I think that, you know, the past is the present. Mm -hmm. The future is the present. You know, you know how sci-fi sort of thinks about time. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly in photographs, it can be that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be to, it to be some sort of lesson. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be an experience. Yes, it is. So, and it's boring. You know, chronological order is slightly tedious after a while, too. Mm-hmm. I always think about that. Don't put too many pictures of close-ups together because the rhythm is too, too, too stymied. Mm-hmm. So, you know, long view, short view, upside down, backwards. You know, I, I, I mean, there's no method to it. It just comes, but I understand something about the rhythm of a book. Absolutely. But I think you already had that in neatly and how you shoot. Like, I love that. Like, I still think of the image when you've got the kids skateboarding and I'm like, where the hell is she? Like, how are you, like you, like yourself are like, like dangling somehow. Like you're always. You're in it whatever way you need to be in it. And I really, really liked that. I mean, and that happens in different images. I mean, think about that. If you think about the image of the kid on the skateboard and you think about the image of the kid holding the mice. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, I mean, they Let me tell you the mice story. You're going to like the mice. I'm going to go for it. Okay. So. When I lived in HUD housing, we lived in a, we were in a home buyers program. That's where the first, the beginning of all the pictures comes. Mm-hmm. The kids are small. Mm-hmm. And the, the housing project was right across from my kids' elementary school. Like my house was practically in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. I could see them playing and all that. So uh, when my daughter, my middle daughter, the blonde, was, I think in fifth grade, there was a, uh, you know, mice in the classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the teacher said, during Christmas break, somebody has to take these animals out of here or, you know, what's going to happen to them? And, you know, like we all know that they go to a pet shop and get fed to the snakes. So without asking, my daughter brought home two mice. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was a male and a female. <laughs> so before we got rid of them, you know, we had about a hundred mice in some cage. And oh my God. okay. So the day we decided we got to get rid of these mice, <laughs> we, we, I took them all and I put them in a giant, like a hat box, I think. And we drove out to a golf course. <laughs> and then we opened the hat box and dumped them. And I, they were the shape of the hat box for a good two minutes. Oh my God. They were so in shock. They couldn't scatter. (laughs) Anyway, that's the story of the movies. 
Oh my God, that's such a good visual. But I, you know what? Well, what, what's amazing to me is how beautiful that image is. Like again, what you do with the frame and how you have that soft focus of the backyard and you've got just the texture of what the kid has on for shorts and a shirt. You know, you don't know the gender and you just know the tenderness. And, and I looked at it and I love that the text to your dedication is written right over it. And and I looked at it and I thought, are there seven mice? I swear there might be seven mice in that I picture. I doubt it. <laughs> it was really crazy. But anyway, I'm thinking about how I've been playing even out of the order that you have in the sequence with these images. And I want to say that the sequencing was so... Uh, I don't even know what to call it. I knew there was no chronology, but there was this idea that it left me with some questions, right? Like I'm like, like I started to get to try to figure out if this was the same person in a younger picture, yeah. you know, and I, like I started to relate that way. And are there any that it is the same person next to each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know about next to each other. Let me get the book. Cause I, there was a couple I wondered, let me see. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So I'll tell you the one that I wondered about. The um hold on. That's fine. I'm being interviewed on Zoom. I'll call you as soon as I'm done. Bye. Okay. So So there's two of them. It it was the one and I don't have the book. I mean I have the PDF, but I'm just doing it from what I wrote. There was the prom picture. And a daughter on the couch. And I'm like, okay, is that the same kid? Okay. And I love that. You mean I love the, the, the boy in the prom outfit with all the kids around him? No. I mean, the one with the young girl in it is a guy in like a tux and a girl with a corsage. So I'm assuming it was prom. Oh, and she's kind of bent over laughing. Okay. Let's and as his hand. She... It's a really wonderful because oh, I love yeah, how no, animated that oh, is. That's my oldest son and his prom date. And that's my youngest daughter. Okay, great. Okay. So like, exactly. Like, so those were ones that left me. And then there's someone, there's a, one of your sons at the kitchen table. And then uh, next to that is, and again, I don't know how you got this shot. He looks like he's driving, but he's also passing something to the back seat. And I, and those are next He's to each other. Well, that's what I thought, but okay. And that wasn't even clear, but it was like, okay, is he the same no, that's kid? That's two different. That, that's okay. my youngest son and my oldest son. <laughs> well, those are just curiosities. So I love it. It sounds to me then you really let Paul. Oh, yeah rip. And this is what happened. And you might have had a comment here or there or Abner did, but. No, no, this is. His, I love his edits. And, and, you know, there, when I was learning about books, um, some of the older, you know, hard ass modernist professors mm -hmm. said, never put a picture in the gutter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never, never, never. Mm -hmm. And I've got like 10 pictures in the gutter. I mean, you know, like I love that they're in the gutter. I'm so okay with it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are rules, but to be broken, right? I mean, yeah. there's a picture in there of a of a topless woman yeah. in the rain, and Stella is over yep. in the corner with an umbrella. Yep. I when I first, you know, saw the book at one of my kids' houses, the real book. Yep. I by accident just opened it to that page, and mm -hmm. I was just like, felt like I could die and go to heaven. You know? 
So, you know, it has been done. Yeah. It's a good, it's a very good edit. Yep. Yep. Well, a lot of synergy. So I had two other things that were running um, in my mind. One is pretty simple, but in terms of coming up with the title, uh, how'd that happen? Really? He picked it. Yeah, I didn't pick it. I mean, um, I'm divorced from that my husband that mm-hmm. I had all the kids with. I yep. was long divorced, many, many years divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that picture of him juggling is a really yeah. strong. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, yeah, well, also, it was... I didn't understand why he thought juggling was easy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, anyway, who thought? You know, it, it's fine. I, I really don't. I, I, you know, I, uh, I gave it all. I gave all the power to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in a show once um, in in Florida. There's this award called the South Florida Cultural. It's it's a very it's a it's a pricey award, fifteen thousand dollars, and I won it. Mm-hmm. And they always show the artists in a museum in you know somewhere in Miami mm-hmm. or Lauderdale or West Palm or Key West. You know that's mm-hmm. that's the award. And so I was in uh, the Fort Lauderdale Art Museum and. I went there and I said to the curator, uh, I don't care where you put my work. If you want to show me in the bathroom, that's fine with me. I really, I'm not going to argue with it. And I left and he gave me probably the best spot in the museum. And I didn't mean to do it. That's Mm -hmm. just the way I am. Mm -hmm. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not, uh, I, my goal always was to have my work in books. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way I look at photographs. And I didn't care if anybody ever knew my name. I mean, the, the anonymous idea of influencing somebody from their lap mm-hmm. was what turned me on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that influencing someone from their lap. Um, yeah. And it didn't need to be about you well, or your name. Converse. Yeah. It's a conversation between the pictures and you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what's interesting to me um, I mean, I hear two things in that too. You're, you know, okay. So that you're comfortable in, a. it's like you've done your job and you allow other people with particular expertise or even Absolutely. missions or whatever to do theirs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm really a good cook. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like to eat at other people's houses too often, except for my own kids. Cause they're even better cooks than me. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so and I'm snooty about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very little else. <laughs> <laughs> like I need help with so many things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So what I want to, I want to ask about one thing that this leads into, and I must have picked this up from one of your other interviews where you said, uh, I think it has to do with the attention that this book has garnered. And you said something around the idea of getting used to the attention, but it's ruthless to be an artist and I'm not ruthless. Oh, did I say that to somebody? Yeah. In print, I've got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, it, do you find what's going on now? I mean, you're 
getting attention in this book in a serendipitous way. I mean, it feels like really full circle and wonderful. Well, you know what the worst thing about all this is? Somebody will say, well, what are you photographing now? <laughs> you know, Pressure's frankly, on. No, right? I mean, frankly, if I, if I wanted to, I could just go backwards and make mm-hmm. another book from, you know, the thousands of pictures. I mean, th- there's a lot of work there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what are you doing now, loser? <laughs> Well, besides well, what being... I'm doing now is I'm watching television, playing solitaire, and baking cookies. Those sound like leave really the, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> 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 but I just did make a digital picture um, for a, you know. Don't I mean I don't know what's going to happen, but it was an assignment from the New York Times mm-hmm. to do something of. About artists that are over sixty-five, mm-hmm. and the question that the, that the reporter asked is how and when, how and when do you want to be seen, or how do you want to be seen? And um, so I and the the deadline was very quick, so I had to make a digital picture, and mm-hmm. I'm really happy with it. In other words, I knew that it was, you know, from the gut. Mm-hmm. so you know even though i'm really unsure right now super unsure um i i read this poem to somebody else in another interview but mm-hmm. i want to find it and read it to you sure because let me while you're looking for that you're basically saying like first of all from the gut like that's that's the essence of what we began with right you got to do it like what what succeeds is because you're doing it from your gut um or no one you've done it from your gut the other is that the issue about now is it is it a combination of one they tire you out because when the book comes out and there's a lot to do around that but the other is what do i shoot now is that the hard thing no no i never think about that got it got it um uh, um uh, so what is the worst thing? Because you said it's the worst thing is, yeah, what are you doing now? Of, you know, like the, the pressure to be, you know, that person that you think I am from that book. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so hold on. I think I lost the Zoom because I brought up uh, something. No, you're with me. I got you. The so can I share the screen for a minute? Absolutely. Hold on. I got to make you a co-host to do it. Okay. One sec. Oh, shoot. I always do the wrong button for that. <laughs> so hang on. Um, um, I'm so glad, like you're mentioning the pressure, but you're also mentioning like, screw you. I have had enough because my work is to follow artists. I feel totally manipulated. When I mean, Listen, I don't want to come off like that. I mean, after thinking about the ruthless thing, I, I don't mm-hmm. like it's not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. Makes, that makes me sound too arrogant, and I, I'm not. Yeah, you are not arrogant. But you no, are not. I, the, I mean, the, if uh, here's what I'm thinking: when I read or saw something like that, I could infer after getting into our conversation that the that can talk about staying with it and getting to the point where you're able to have that gut on paper. 
um, that's ruthless. Um, and what you're talking about right now, when you comment on, yeah, like, okay, I've hit this mark and now there's a certain expectation. I'm going to hit it again or higher. And, and I, that's I, pretty, listen, I'm sure that happens to everybody that gets attention. I mean, yeah. here's an example. Um, you know, uh, women are, especially when women in the public eye, mm-hmm. uh, are under, you know, incredible pressure incredible pressure to look good mm-hmm. much more than men mm-hmm. traditionally men are judged by what they make and do and women are judged by how they look first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that has changed hardly at all yep that's why they let that newscaster that decided to go gray they let her go in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that expectation of i mean i i don't know who they is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is uh, a very, uh, it pisses me off. Yes. You know, a few things piss me off. You know, extraordinary uh, plastic surgery to pretend you're young and uh, silly women. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, being silly when you're you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you you can defer, you know, I think that that way of going. Mm-hmm. It's hurting women. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's about the authenticity, I think, is what you're really in touch with. And that's, again, the other thing that, yes, when you get attention, then there's this expectation. But what I pick up on is you are going to allow whatever comes next to come next oh, and yeah. not have it be fueled by this idea of, oh, I hit that note. I'm going there because I, as I was, I follow people and there are times when I've seen artists that have gotten certain acclaim and then it's as if either they're regurgitating or they're riding on that same thing in a way that doesn't feel authentic. And I, as a viewer react to that. Okay. So let's think about the famous photographers in the world. I mean, Mm. unfortunately Diane Arbus killed herself. So maybe Mm. she would have had more work. Mm -hmm. Pretty much famous for a hundred pictures. You know, Nicholas Nixon, how many pictures is he famous for? Mm-hmm. How many pictures is Walker Evans famous for? A mm-hmm. hundred? hundred mm-hmm. fifty? Uh, there's 92 pictures in, in uh, Robert Frank's The Americans. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So if you make a hundred profoundly good imagery images in your life, ride the wave for crying out loud. Anyway, let me show you this poem. Can okay. I share the screen? Yes, you can. Yes, that's good now. Okay. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, can you see that? Uh, I can see that. Okay. Um, it's a little bit big. Um, let's see if I can... Uh, I can't manipulate the size of it. That's okay. I've got it. Okay. So it's a picture that I made very recently. And I wrote with some skewed sense of obligation to whom forcing out the seeing with voices taunting. Who are you fucking kidding? A glass bottle half filled with water backlit over and over pacing around the damn thing to see it right. Never right. The empty toilet paper roll dribbling water hose, stupid ideas paced out like a duel slowly. So slowly forgetting what used to be easily sensed. No measuring all that all in the head. What? 
arrogance. Mm. So that's my uh, kind of um, poetry to, you know, the tyranny of trying to make art. I hear you, but you know what's really cool is, so which came first? You Were you trying to make that photograph? Oh, yeah. And then you I, wrote? I, I, don't, I don't try to make a picture for, for you know. But then you, but then you wrote, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was looking at a stupid water bottle over and over and over again, and then I thought about the things that I do with objects, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I photograph a lot of objects and how, mm-hmm. uh, you know, insane it gets. <laughs> like, should the sun be over here? Should it be over there? Should where's the light? You know, and mm-hmm. you, know, you just think it's a death, and then it's a, it's it's dead. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I knew that the toilet paper was a good picture. And so I figured that would go with a poem. Oh my God. It so does. <laughs> Can so, would I you mean, it's, the old girl still has it? You know, I'll be 79 in May. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Uh, but you know, I I I am very excited to be 79. I can't mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm gonna make it to 80. Like, you know, I I'm happy to be in my own skin. Mm-hmm. It comes with all those insecurities. And it's really weird to be retired. I mean, I stopped teaching and I'm, you know, have a completely sort of a semi-isolated life where I was surrounded by students all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it happened pretty quick, you know, three years of COVID, I guess, and then boom. Mm. Um, and so I missed that interaction with students. Mm-hmm. Um, I do critiques, um, on zoom with a friend of mine in New, in uh, New Mexico, like once or twice a month mm-hmm. with her beginning photography students. And I love it, man. The, the beginners, especially, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, you're an innate teacher and I can imagine this idea that you had your, your household, which was cacophony and then you've had the students and so now it's a really interesting space for you but it feels like you slowed down and the observing i what i love about what you just showed is the the interaction between the text and the image and you came you started in in words so i think this is cool that you're rolling well, around I in the- to, I, when in college the first time around when I was 19, I want, I mean, you know, and all through high school, I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I wrote, mm-hmm. I wrote a play when I was in fourth grade, you know, I wrote and wrote and wrote and I wrote in college. And then, you know, uh, pretty much stopped. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, for various reasons. So, um, uh, you know, the creative thing is very fragile. Mm-hmm. 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 it's kind of like you know being constipated i guess <laughs> <laughs> um and so you know in order to let it out i mean it's funny i do crossword puzzles every day mm-hmm. and i'm i'm pretty good at it but i'm not i'm no will short or anything and you know the best thing about crossword puzzles is it allows you to think about the meaning of a word in many many different ways True. as a verb as an adjective as a you know it's it's it stretches your brain in that way mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll look and look and look and it won't come 
So I put the crossword puzzle on the bed and I look at it the next day and all of a sudden it's totally clear to me. <laughs> it was so obvious the whole time. Um, that's creativity mm-hmm. at its mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. When your yeah. mind is open. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it closes up so often. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because honestly, that's two things. A, I've completely had that. My thing is like doing Wordle before going to bed when I'm on like a iPad, right? And and get frustrated because I'm like, God damn it. Sorry, but yeah, I can't think of it. And then I'll put it away and I'll wake up the next morning and it'll be the first thing. Uh-huh. Like I'll... Yeah, like like totally, and it's that's so much fun. But you're talking about that open mind is what really circles us back to where we began. You picked up a camera and your mind was open. Like you were coming from that beginner place. And then you're mentioning now when you're talking to your crit group when you do it that you love the beginners. I mean, that's, well, because the beginners that's are you. Always gonna scoop. Beginners will always scoop the experts, always. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the pressure is different. The knowledge is different. The awe of what happens is there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of artists, uh, you know, they like to watch children make art or they pretend to be children when they make art because they want to be back in that playground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're making a playground on this other end, too. So I like to see that. Would you... um would you let me or want to allow me to share that image of the of the toilet paper? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. Because I would put that, when we publish this, we do it with some images and et cetera. That'd be awesome. So, Peggy, I knew it when I met you or even just saw you running around there and saw the title of the book and knew just a little about this is of your family. It was your seven kids. And it's like, Yeah. You have a you have a special sauce that keeps it all going. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now I want to eat at your house. When am I going to be in Florida? What do you yeah, like to I cook? Just, I somebody. Um, I mean, I you know this sounds like bragging, but I swear to God, it's just real. Like mm-hmm. a, someone that's going to write for Vogue magazine, mm-hmm. you know, called me and and she was visiting her. She lives in New York, but she's visiting here, mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. her parents or something. So I said, yeah. "Wow." Could you come over? Because if I can suck somebody into my house, um, yeah, you can't imagine what how I live. But you saw that thing. I did see that, and I can see it here. Yeah, no, that's the first thing I asked you was about the image behind you. But when you talk about your cooking, and if you were this creative in the kitchen, I mean, I love to cook. I also love to eat. So I'm like, I'm so curious. Yeah, well, um, maybe a few years ago, I started a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was first married, I, I traded food at a health food store. Like mm-hmm. I would bake for them and they would give me free, free food until I got busted and they realized I didn't have a license, right? Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, I started baking for a, an independent cinema here. Oh, cool. I mean, I, saw, I went to the movies there and I saw these really nasty, artificially colored cupcakes and I said, Who's doing your baking? And anyway, I brought an, a, a sample and they called me up and they said, Bake for us. So I created a business called Somebody's Mother's Cookies. Oh my God. And I baked for like two years. You know, I mean, the pressure was unbelievable. I, I, I shopped for everything on sale. I looked for recipes frantically. Mm. Finally, a customer found a long hair in a cookie. <laughs> that was the end of my business. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm sure there was a lot of happy people eating those I mean, my, cupcakes. My kids call that protein, by the way. Oh, that's the smallest protein. <laughs> anyway, so that was the end of the somebody's mother's cookies. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's I. I'll let you know next time I'm in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. anytime. That is so really cool. in the house a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's my, so my last question is, are you, you're not in the house that you were in, in the pictures that that are captured in the pictures, or you are, you are. Uh, I mean, the, not the first house, but uh, I mean, those, like, we lived in HUD housing, mm -hmm. and then after I divorced, I moved to Hollywood, mm -hmm. and we rented, and there might be one or two pictures from a rental, I'm not positive, mm -hmm. and then. The house I live in now, which is I own, mm -hmm. uh, they, most of the, the other pictures are from there. Gotcha. But this gotcha. house is extremely organized now. There's no crap laying around. <laughs> I mean, the walls are filled with pictures and everything is, you know, just as interesting, but it's neat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the things you captured, it is like an explosion, but that's what happens. And you had your eye on the prize. You knew what you were doing. Like yeah. in my kitchen, I, 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 I went to flea markets like for years and years and years. And all my whole kitchen is filled with colored glass, mm -hmm. Irex and all that. And across from it on the wall, um, a, I, a few years ago, an Andy Warhol, Maryland sold for $190 million. Mm -hmm. And I knew that Lego had a Maryland. So I spent... $350 on four Legos. Here, I'm going to show you the kit. Hold on. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Okay, don't go. I'm not. I'm not. And you know what? This is what I mean. You are like, you are a font of creativity. Okay, so. A font. See that? Yep. Oh. And then, uh, if you want, you can make all of the four. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So I bought e each kit, you know, is versatile. So I bought four kits and they were sold out at Lego. As soon as they sold that $195 million painting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. They sold. So I had a guy get them on eBay. And so I have the four Maryland's in my kitchen. <laughs> and you know what? Andy didn't make those. They're silk screens to begin with. So as far as I'm concerned, the Legos are just as good. <laughs> totally. Your work of art is equal. Anyway. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Good for you. You are. You're a true font of creativity. You know what I mean? You do. You just like, and I, and I love it. Let it rip. Thank you for joining our conversation. We so appreciate it when you follow, rate, and review. We love hearing your feedback. I have taken to sharing different reviews that we have had and really appreciate when you take the time to let us know what you think. This review is called Absolutely Addictive. If you are interested in photography and photo books, this is the podcast to listen to. I discovered many artists that were not on my radar and was inspired to buy more books than my shelves can hold. Very addictive. 
Thank you. And I understand both the addiction and the need for a lot of bookshelves. Talk to you soon.